Haunted American History presents Seclusion Chapter 5 Tell me about Annie's real parents. I don't know anything about Annie's real parents. Did Annie? No, not that I know of. She never expressed any interest in finding them? They found her. When? When she looked like she was going to be a tennis champion. Well, her father did. So you do know about her parents? No. Her father walked up to her once, during a tennis practice, and she told him never to contact her again. That was it. I don't know any other details about him, and Annie never spoke about it, so I didn't ask. And what about her mother? She passed away when Annie was very young. Do you know how she passed away? No, as far as I know, Annie doesn't either. Her records just indicate deceased. Document 1023-831-J. This was recorded on December 8th at 2.37 p.m. Steve? Hello. Hi, Betsy. Good. How are you? I was, until now. Betsy, I have to complete my story. Can you please respect my time? People are depending on me. I need to complete my story. I'll call you when I'm done, okay? Thank you, Betsy. Would you like to take a break? That was the... That was the last... I imagine you tried calling her many times after that. Yes. Do you recall how long it was until you called her again? Maybe three. Three days later? Four. And every other day after that. I was worried. Worried about what? She didn't sound well. She was alone. Did she stay in contact at all? Once. Through text? Yes. What did it say? Don't you know all of this? For verbal verification. Can you? She said... When was this? December 13th, 2.22 a.m. Annie said, Love you. And no further communication after that. Betsy? No, nothing else. Did you ever contemplate driving up to Vermont to check on her? Yes. Why didn't you? I reached out to her assistant to check on her, see if they had spoken at all. She said she was getting emails every day from her. What were the emails about? Her story. Chapters long, sweeping chapters, chapter after chapter after chapter. Endless. The backstory, the protagonist, the crime. Her assistant said the story was approaching 1,500 pages by the end. Did her assistant comment on the quality of the work? Her assistant said it was the best thing she had ever read. She said she was working around the clock, transcribing all of Annie's thoughts, and that she had never heard anything so vivid, so real. But they never spoke directly. No, just email. So I knew she... I thought she was just staying productive. I never thought I... 
I was actually happy for her, getting that much done. Her finest work. I would like to play for you part of an interview Annie did several years ago, while she was on her press tour. Steve, can you play document 1023-83-2A? This was recorded on October 11th. Steve? You seem very adept at writing pulp fiction with characters that never slide into caricature. Are you aware of this? Do you go in thinking about the structure of the classical villains? Well, most books, or entertainment rather, make the quote, bad guys wholly unlike you. You know, they, they turn them into cartoons, so then you feel superior to them. I always found it much more interesting if I could make you realize that there's part of the villain in all of us. That if you go through the history of time, the true evil we have encountered uh, were, in fact, charismatic salesmen. If I can make you relate to the evil in my story, that means I've done my part as the writer. Because now you are in the story. You are the story. What do you think about her comments? I think she's right. Likeable villains are what separate good from great. It gives the story weight. Let the audience decide who should live and decide. Life is much more ambiguous than we give it credit for. And he understood that. Document 1023-831-J. This was recorded on December 17th at 1.11 a.m. Steve? Is she outside? Her GPS indicates that she was walking through the woods. Wasn't it freezing that late at night? Nine degrees. It? That's the last communication we have on file. Nothing after that? Correct. What about Annie and her assistant? Nothing. Her phone was off, computer was off. We have no verification of her location. But didn't her agent or assistant try to communicate with her at some point? No. Never? We have no verification of communication with Annie and the outside world after December 17th until December 31st. Two weeks. Two weeks. Just her... And her mind. I imagine it must have been a very lonely, dark, sad time for Annie. All the things that she had dealt with in her life to spend that many days in isolation, and then to shut herself off completely? The thoughts must have been swimming through her head. Heartbreaking. We have audio of it, Betsy. Audio of what? The murders. I don't understand. Someone at the party was recording. While it was happening? That's right. We have the whole thing on tape, and we think you should listen to it. No. No, no, no. I don't think I can handle that. You're as close to this as anyone else. 
Nobody else can provide the perspective you can. No. No. I can't. That's too much. I'm not asking you. What does that mean? That means if you don't comply, you will be impeding our investigation. And some people might see that as an allegiance to your sister, who happens to be the only suspect in a nationally followed homicide case. You're asking me to listen to people die. That's fucked up. Could be worse. You could be the people who died. Or the family of the people who died. Or the children of the people who- Okay, I get your point. Jesus Christ! Sorry for not being excited to listen to people die! Would you like to take a moment? I'd like to speak to my sister. We all would, Betsy. How hard can she be to find? Doesn't the FBI have money and resources for moments like this? My sister isn't some assassin. She's not some spy. Find her. We are trying to find her. But we need your help. I'm trying to help. Are you ready? Okay. Document 102383-1K. This was recorded on December 31st at 11.53 p.m. Steve? Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Just one second. Play it. Sandra? Sandy? Yeah? There's a woman at your door. Huh? There's a woman at your door. Says she knows you. Who is it? She wouldn't say. Just says she knows you. Okay. Bob, will you hold my... Honey, who's here? I don't know. I'm gonna go see. Bob, you're missing this. Whoa, look at those dance moves. Woo, there we go, Martha. Was that a moonwalk? <laughs> zoom in, zoom in. Don't direct the director, Martha. I've been called the Spielberg of my law firm. Jules, take this so I can get in there. Uh-oh, Bob's getting in the mix. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! You getting this? The camera loves you, Bobby. <laughs> oh my God. Miss, are you okay? Where's Sandra? Sandy? Oh my God! Sandra? Ah! Sandra? Nine one one. What's your emergency? Help, please help, help, ma'am. What is your emergency? She killed me, ma'am. 
Try to breathe. Talk to me. What is your location? I, I don't know. A friend's house of my husband. Ma'am, can you find your location? No. No, I can't leave the room or she'll... Oh my god. Oh my god, she's, she's coming up the stairs. All right, ma'am. Stay calm. We are going to trace your call and then send a car up there. Please hurry. Please. 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 Ma'am, just breathe, okay? Can you do that? She, she's coming down the hall. Just breathe, ma'am. I'm here with you, okay? Just breathe. We're gonna have someone there soon. Ma'am? Who's there? Who's... Ma'am? What was that? Ma'am? Hello? Ma'am? Hello? Ma'am, we're coming. Ma'am? She's... Ma'am, stay with me. Stay with me, ma'am. You back with me? We're on our way. We'll be there very soon, ma'am. is what we feel. Ma'am. Hello? Ma'am? Seclusion. Written by John Sachs. Starring Alexandra Gomez, Elena Delia, and Christopher Feinstein. Supporting voices provided by Frank Bonacci and Deborah Bonacci. This has been a Yes Have Some production. Yes, have some. <laughs>